0: I feel, it's only been a week, but it feels like longer than that for some reason.
1: Well, because I was gone the week that you last did it, so it's been like two weeks for me and you.
0: It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're live, by the way. Uh, <laughs> new edition, running back the hits. Uh, we took a week off. We're a day late this week, so please forgive us. But we're back. Me and youngest, what's up, bro? What's going on? Not much, man. I'm feeling pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. It's a Monday night. We got a good episode coming. I've been excited about this one for a couple of days, so it's going to be a good one. Uh,
1: yeah, I actually did some prep this week.
0: Yeah, so I think that we actually kind of came up with this idea together. I think I had, like, the idea, and then you picked the, the group, something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, tell them what we're doing today, bro. Uh,
1: so today we are going to try to tier – up the albums the majority of the albums there's a few we're not going to touch for the maybeck music group uh, the record label and imprint founded by uh rick ross back in 2008 um so basically what me and we are going to do we're gonna break down each album and try to list them off into tiers. Sorry, I ate some food. I got some shit. In my
0: yes, sir. We get we get in the classic tier list. Uh, we're going S tier, A, B, C, and D tier. We're gonna start from the bottom, work our way to the top, and uh, yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to tier this group. It's gonna to be tough, but uh, I I say we. Uh, do you wanna go? Do you wanna to go top to bottom? I was just gonna do it by release date. Okay, we can do we can do yeah. that. That's fine. Yeah, we can do that.
1: One one rule we have is. Everything can only have four albums except for Tier D. The, the Tier D is going to be all the leftovers, but everything else can only have four albums. Um, the albums we're not going to touch is Triple C's Custom Cars and Cycles.
0: Um, which is actually a pretty good project, by the way, if you've never heard Triple C's. It's Gunplay and uh, some other guy. But uh, it's actually like a pretty yeah, dope project. Rick Ross is on it. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if uh I don't know if he's an official member, but I feel like he was on a couple songs in the project cuz I went back and listened to it too. Pretty dope project, honestly, so. We're yeah, not going to we're not going to touch on it, but it's a dope project.
1: Yeah, members include Rick Ross, Torch, Gunplay and Young
0: Breed apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're not doing that today. Uh what's the other one that we're not doing? Um not doing the 2 Stally albums? Yeah, um, no Stalley. So are we going to do Gunplay's Uh, Yeah, because he only has one MMG release, right? Okay. Did you listen to it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I did listen to it, yeah. See, I actually did prep this week. Look at that. I think (laughs) I heard everything on here. There's a few I might not be able to talk about at length. So I'm going to pass those over to you. Is there anything you feel – I mean, you don't have to tell me exactly, but is there anything you feel, like, less comfortable talking about or you don't really remember or didn't listen to?
0: No, I mean, I – I listened to everything (laughs) the past week. I listened to all 23 of the projects that we're doing. Um, Some of them more than once. So, yeah, I feel, I mean, I can, we're not going going to spend like all day on them because there's so many. But yeah, I can, I feel pretty good about all of these. I'm excited.
1: Before we dig into it, though, uh, you want to talk about MMG a little bit and like how you feel about MMG and your
0: relationship too? Yeah, I mean, MMG is like kind of interesting Because when you look at groups from that time, like MMG and Young Money, even like Good, I feel like MMG, as time has gone on, their artists are still kind of producing at a pretty good clip compared to, I mean, like a lot of the Young Money guys are not really around. They're not doing music. Uh, A lot of the Good, like Good's not really what it was anymore. MMG is still, through their like beefs and all, they're still kind of like this unit and they move as such um they've been consistent i feel like they're kind of, they kind of get underrated especially when you look at like the longevity and what they're doing now so i got a lot of respect for mmg man their artists are pretty good i mean there's there aren't really there's like maybe two or three albums that we're going to talk about that i think are duds but they're mm-hmm. pretty con- they're pretty consistent so yeah salute to mmg
1: yeah i think one of the things you like made a good point on is that they're still kicking around and i'd say one of the reasons for that at least to me personally it feels like a makeshift group of people i don't feel like rick ross and meek mill make similar music they sure as hell don't make similar music to wale right Um, and they were an odd collective of people and i feel like when they were first coming around i didn't treat in my mind obviously i didn't i didn't treat them with the same respect that i would have Good music, or Young Money, or um, like Rock Nation, or a lot of other labels, just because right. it seemed like they didn't belong together. And I mean, like throwing on Amari on halfway through didn't really help either. Right, um, right. But it ends up it just turned out to be like Ross putting dudes on that were super talented. And if there's one thing you can tell, we'll get into it when we get to the Ross albums. Like he's got an eye. He's got an ear for music, like when it comes to production and a lot of other stuff, and like where to put features and how to like uh, set up his tracklist and sequence them and things. Uh, he's yeah, yeah. Talent at that. So him just being able to recognize like who is able to rap at a high level and who's able to produce for his label and kind of sticking with that. All right. Besides Rocky Fresh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right it didn't really work out for rocky fresh and that's something we'll probably get into i get to get into like the later self-mades but yeah the core mmg group like you gotta give it to ross um like i'm a i'm a huge wale fan everybody who watches this show probably knows that around mm-hmm. the time uh while they got with mmg like his career was kind of in the gutter like he had dropped uh, the first project attention deficit didn't really work out well like he was his career was in a rocky spot and uh, Ross picked him up and he's still here making music to this day. So yeah, got to salute to Ross.
1: Yeah. Uh, we touched on it when we did the blog episode and like how there's a level of individualism now that we don't really see groups like this as much anymore. Yep. Um, you see like Dreamville and there's a few exceptions, so don't come at me with those, but yeah, for the yeah. most part, it's like, a lot of these rappers are trying to do things on their own. They're not trying to be part of a clique or a crew. And I think Ross, I am i can't speak for him, but I feel like he realized that early, and that's why he got that makeshift group of people. He's letting Wale do his own thing. He's letting Meek Mill do his own thing. He's not trying to make MMG a sound. He's letting everyone do their own thing, but he's going to support. He's going to back them. He's going to profit off them yeah.
0: Of them. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just being a guy who knows – the hip-hop business um the music business and a guy who's just grown and understood it more so yeah gotta salute to mmg got a salute to ross uh let's let's get into it man let's get into it of course the first album we're gonna talk about
1: is uh with ross's deeper than rap
0: deeper than uh, rap 2009
1: release it's the first release under mmg and i fucking love this album um the start of it, like the first three songs from Mafia Music to Maybach Music 2 to Magnificent is kind of like this euphoric sound that reaches... This is when people are talking about like Ross makes, makes, you, makes your uh, Honda feel like a Lexus, you know?
0: Exactly. I changed my Discord name to uh, Saturday Nissan Music Group. That Nissan is feeling like just might as well be a Lambo when I'm listening to this album, other Ross albums. But yeah, like this album is... Super super dope. Uh it's not the first Ross album, obviously. It's the first under MMG, but mm. man, I think this is the album right after Trilla, I think. And mm. yeah, this album is great just to give my tier nomination. Uh I didn't know we were doing four S's, but now that we're doing four S's, I, I don't mind putting this in the, as a S tier, honestly. I had it as an A, but I didn't think we were doing four. But if we're doing four, I I, I would put it S tier.
1: Um, dude, you're not gonna get a lot of argument from me. I love this album. Uh, I would put it on the brink just for now, just because it's the first one. I don't. I'm not like super sold on it, but
0: yeah, and especially because this next one, I think the next one chronologically will probably mm-hmm. be right back at S tier. So yeah, I don't mind putting it on the S tier border. For me, it's gonna be an S tier. I love like this project is. It's a little shorter than a lot of other Ross projects. 14 songs, 58 minutes, and not yeah not really a miss on here that first three rich off cocaine's another one gunplay with gunplay like
1: rich off cocaine is top
0: three ross song for me yeah i don't even hate it i think magnificent (laughs) magnificent is the one on here that i really just like love like john legend always just has this anytime john legend gets with like mmg or just like on some rap shit i always love it so yeah. Well,
1: this is something we're going to talk about a lot today. <laughs> Look at the features of singers. The Dream, Avery Storm, Robin Thicke, John Legend. Uh, like the, My favorite thing is he got three guys that know they can't do hooks. So <laughs> let's go, it's something that can go do a hook. Yeah. I mean, Rich Off Cocaine is such a great song just because – I mean, besides Ross's rapping, it's like Avery Storm like leads it perfectly for him. like he's setting it up on a silver platter
0: for Ross to just do his thing.
1: Yeah, uh, so, same thing with Wayback and Robin
0: Thicke. Super beautiful, luscious production all over this thing. Even when, like, as much as I love a like a Maybach music too, and as much as I don't really love the feature verses, especially from Ye, Like, I feel like Ross and the beat alone like i don't care like i don't care what wayne and yay could have done whatever and i was still gonna fuck with that song and they tried to ruin it for me. they didn't but they tried <laughs> because that's still probably i mean we might get into it later just ranking the maybach series but it's still it's probably up there for me so yeah like mm-hmm. i said for me it's gonna be an s-tier album we can put it on the border for now but it's gonna be on S story
1: Real quick, how do you feel about Robin Thicke? Are you pro-Robin Thicke, or are you in on Robin Thicke, or are you inside Robin Thicke?
0: Uh, Robin Thicke is, like, a very talented vocalist. He had a couple of, like, really decent projects early on. Um, I think he's, like, a bad guy, though. So, like, I don't know about that. But, yeah, like, he... I'm
1: uh, Ross has a lot of songs with bad people. We're gonna be talking. I
0: about mean, yeah, too. we're gonna be probably talking about some bad Ross lines too. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, Robin yeah. Thicke just like wise. Yeah, yeah, super music-wise. super talented singer. Um, I, pro, th- pro Robin Thicke music wise. Yeah, the thing I remember most about Robin Thicke, you remember when he dropped that uh that album where he was trying to get back with a uh, Paula Patton, and that shit sold like two thousand copies in a week. <laughs> breaking, breaking my oh no no no. He, it might have been called Paula. It might have been the name of the album. He tried to do an album to get back with Paula Patton, his ex-wife. Yep. That, that shit did not. It, it failed. <laughs> Listen,
1: after Love After War, I don't think I heard from him
0: after that. Yeah, his earlier work is definitely better.
1: Oh, Blurred Lines is after that. I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, his earlier work, good stuff. I'm, I'm pro Robin Thicke music-wise. I don't know what he did. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a bad guy. I'm not surprised by anyone being a bad guy anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got deeper Rap there. Yeah. Uh, next one. Next one is Surfire S Tier. I mean Teflon and Don. This is Teflon yeah. Don is the album that turned me on Ross. Uh I don't know if I was anti Rick Ross. I just like didn't really pay him any mind. Right. Teflon Don's the one that changed me like that. Like, that changed my mind on him a lot. I think this album is perfect start to finish. It's one of my favorite albums ever by one of my favorite artists ever. Um, maybe I'll drop that take later, but I got a Ross take.
0: This is the one that really cements Ross for me, though. Like when you think about hip hop artists, all time hip hop artists, guys who you want to put in your top five or 10 or whatever there's usually like that one project where it's like yeah even if Nas didn't do great with his later albums he still made Illmatic like artists have like that one defining moment where it's like yeah this is what makes you special and that's what Teflon Don is bro this album is amazing like front to back like you said I don't really think there's a low point on here and even with that you still get some great highs like, you get a Maybach Music 3. You get a BMF. You get an Aston Martin Music. um, You get oh, a Super you High.
1: Touch, you didn't even touch I'm Not a Star, which you a, ends up feeling.
0: You get a you Freemason. Know? Like, you You know what I'm saying? Like, every, like it's so... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. This is an S-tier album. There's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's the best album that we're going to talk about to me today. I think you would agree with that, oh. but...
1: Oh, 100%. Like, Tears of Joy is still a song that I'd love hearing whenever... Uh, I sit through that Fred Hampton speech, even if it's like, or not Fred Hampton, Bobby Seale, my fault. Um, I sit through that Bobby Bobby Seale speech a lot just to get there. Usually when songs have long intros like that, I'll skip them just because I'm not in the mood, especially when they come on shuffle and I'm just like driving. But Tears of Joy, do that one. All the Money in the World is probably the most emotional we get from them, Ross. And it's an amazing outro. One of my favorite songs from him. Again, Rafael Sadiq. Like he he's so good at just letting people come do hooks for him.
0: Yeah, um, it's that ear, bro. Like
1: in the number one hook, boy, Drake on Ashton Martin music.
0: Come on, man. <laughs> and yo, speaking of cancel, Chris had Michelle on here too like yo, Aston Martin music is just is one of those songs, man. Like it don't matter if you hear it you know when it came out whatever year 2021 2041 it doesn't matter as the martin music is always it's it's just timeless bro the whole oh, thing man. thing about this whole album
1: time production by kanye on the fest die young he's even got a good verse on there too and like ross kills that fucking song yeah this, this album is perfect yeah the only song i i don't even want to call it a skip i'm just not in the mood for it most of the time is uh Number one with Diddy and Trey songs.
0: I agree. That's the only thing that's close to a skip. I'm not skipping it when the album is on because I'm playing it all the way through, but yeah, it's the closest yeah. thing to a skip on here. But yeah, S tier album. Best album that we're going to talk about. No, no doubt. A classic yeah. album.
1: Would mean, oh, 100% classic. Yep. I'll argue that one. A shit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: for it's sure. Not a high beat for me. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, when me and Lee were like doing a little pre show stuff he asked me what's your one S tier if we're going to agree on one singular S tier and we both said Teflon down with no hesitation yeah but it's the one nice. and then so now MMG up until this point like we didn't really hear much from anyone ah and Ross decides to drop South made volume one self-made volume one where we, self-made get, volume. we get everyone on here we get Wally we get Meek Mill oh. we get Pill we get
0: Stylin' man T-dream. Pill you want to talk about a blast from the past Fucking Pill. <laughs> uh,
1: how do you feel about self
0: made 1 I think self made 1 is the best of the series um I'm not as high on I will say I'm not as high on the series as most but I do think self made 1 is the best one um great verses from the label talent uh great feature verses, guys like Jadakiss currency.
1: Uh what a song, yeah.
0: Sci-fi. Yeah, that currency feature is man special. Might be my one of my favorite verses on the whole project. You know, what I mean, you get good guest verses, a song like Tupac Back is one of my favorite songs, just like label talent, just and <laughs> Ross. Do you remember how
1: I don't know if you remember, but there was like a lot of pushback on that song. People were angry.
0: I do. People yeah. People. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was just a weird time where people, I think people were still really protective of like, I mean, not only Puck, but just a whole lot of, you know, classic hip hop talent. People didn't like, uh, people talking about him in that way. So yeah, there was a lot of pushback to that song, but I mean, even to this day, I I fucking love puck back. That shit is hard. Um, and I love it. Yeah. Too. I love that song. Pushback be damned. I love that song.
1: Yeah. The, like, bigger songs off this really hit. I don't know about the filler, though. I'm not a big fan of the filler. That's why I, like, enjoy these collab, like, these group projects they did. Right. I think all three of them got some, like, really strong songs on there, and the filler is what's killing it. Yep. Wow. Yep. Like, that way, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that um, three-song run of that way, I'm a boss, and don't let me go, it's exactly. Amazing. But, yeah, I feel you on the floor. That's a thing that is a problem with all three of these self-mades, but I think the highs on self-made one are probably the highest, so that's why I think it's the best of the three. If we were tiering this, just to give my tier, I think I would – I think I'm going to go C. Wow. I think –
1: I don't mind putting it in C for now, but I think it's really close to pushing B.
0: Okay, yeah, because when I had my pre, because we kind of decided on the four per, I had it as a B tier, but I think I had I have like five B tier albums listed, so I had to think of one to push off. So it's on it's for me, it's on that C B borderline. It's close. So yeah, we can put it as a
1: placeholder. How do you feel about the J Cole verse
0: of fitted cat? I actually really like it a lot. (laughs) Like I love I love that song. I love (laughs) the back and forth between everybody on that song. Like
1: yeah. It's like. it's definitely one where everyone feels the most natural,
0: especially in this project. Yeah, anytime Cole and Wally get together on a song, I'm usually gonna enjoy it. So yeah, I love that song a lot. Yeah, next this is
1: where we might have
0: a little bit difference. Yeah. I ran yeah.
1: ambition yesterday. Um, I was out of town. I had a little bit of a drive, and I ran back ambition, and I was fucking, I was ugly boy rapping along. Um, (laughs) i feel like
0: wale Wale is probably gonna be the artist where we have the most differences so this will be interesting (laughs) to see where we put the wale projects especially when we get later in his discography um but yeah i'll let you go first on ambition because i know you're a big ambition fan
1: yeah i'm looking at it right now there's not a song i don't like (laughs) i think i think it reaches like a lot of different sects of wale that is true I think he, like, he starts off rapping, like a lot. Yep. He slows it down a little bit, and you get a little bit of the what I call Wale's love music. Yeah. Closing. Lotus out, flower bomb, of course. That, that weighs on both of these, but that was great song. Uh, the lead single, I think. Yeah. Lotus, Lotus flower bomb, another single, one of one of Wale's best songs. I didn't know Diplo produced Slight Work. A big
0: show with big show That makes sense. Uh, and <laughs> that's don't like that. So I can tell no. you slight work is one of the only, uh, well, not one of the only. There's a few skips on here for me, but slight slight work is one of them. I,
1: I like, okay, I like, I like, I like the big Sean verse too. Fucking sue me.
0: <laughs> I do, I do like his verse on there actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the the thing with me for ambition, I'm a, I mean, you know, if you listen, I love Wale, I'm a Wale fan. and ambition I think is a a very good foundation for Wale I think it was a really good you know attention deficit he had that project it didn't really do well he kind of regrouped got with MMG dropped this it was a good reintroduction to him and kind of set the stage for what he would be like as his career went on but I mean to me it is like that stepping stone that I think he would uh uh, go high, like reach above as his career went on. Like I do think there are a couple of better Wale albums, personally, but I do like I love the highs on here. Lotus Flower Bomb, Ambition, the title title track, I really fucking love. Uh, mm-hmm. Wale Meek and Ross, anytime they get together, like I said, crazy. Uh, Sabotage is one I love with Lloyd. Um,
1: yep,
0: one of my like, favorite Wale songs. Love that song. Uh, the outro. Means- what's up?
1: The only song I think I would skip on here is
0: Focus. Uh, okay. yeah, Focus is a skip on here. Focus is, yeah, I would agree that that's probably the worst song on here. Cuddy really, it it just didn't work. Um, but even the song Chain Music before that, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of.
1: Mm.
0: I I will say, like, there's mm. a like the beginning of the album, the first couple songs, they don't really like grab me like that. Like Double M Genius, I kind of like. Miami Nights, I'm not really, like, that into. Legendary is cool, but then we get to Lotus Flower Bomb, and I'm like, okay, now we're really here. But then we get Chain Music and Focus, which I'm like, ah. But then we get Sabotage. Like, I think the album gets better in the back half to me. Um, How do you feel about White Linen? I like White Linen. I like White Linen. Um, but I don't like Slight work. <laughs> Like, But I think the back half of this album is better than the front half. But, I mean, yeah, like I said, this is going to be – Wale as artists where we disagree the most to me this is probably like it's probably a C
1: <laughs> that's crazy this is an S tier album for me nah come on <laughs> nah come on bro S tier? This, this is my favorite Wale album uh, if I'm putting a Wale album up there it's, it's gonna be this one but I'm gonna be I'm gonna compromise with you we gotta at least put it in B
0: uh, <laughs> like, okay, uh, because I'm fine with it being in B, but, oh, my, like, there's going to be, like, a couple other wallet projects that I want there more, especially his most recent one, which you probably won't agree with, but, uh, yeah, we can, we can, we can do B for now, but. All right, we'll revisit.
1: Ambition. That's crazy. All right. Next one. All right. This one. Uh shit. Never mind. I got ahead of myself. Oh, next one's self-made volume two. Yeah. So we uh the also great fucking Omarion.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Omarion is here. Uh Ace Hood is here. Not his label talent, but great fucking that song with a the... who's on that song? Ace Hood and Bun B. With gunplay, yep. fire, black on black, <laughs> that song is heat. Some good yeah. features on here, some good songs from the label talent, but same thing, it's same thing with self-made one. Some highs, a lot of filler. The highs mm-hmm. aren't as high on here for me. Like I love, wow. I like, I like all birds with Ross and French, MIA with Omarion. I enjoy.
1: I was going to say the three song run from MIA the bag of money like, to let's talk I'm a big fan. Yeah. And I would That's include
0: funny. I would include Black on Black there too. I like those songs. But mm-hmm. I mean it's to me it's not a, it's not like it's not like Tupac back or I'm a boss or that way like it's not that strong. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I I I wouldn't mind putting this in D. Honestly.
1: We can put it in D. Yeah. I, I don't um I do want appreciate that three-song run, though, because that's... Omarion really did put his foot in that.
0: Yeah, um, like, yeah, that M.I.A. to Black on Black to, like, that four-song run is probably my favorite part of the album. Um, yeah.
1: It's really the only part I really go back to. I listen to Acting Up every once in a while,
0: but that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I gotta that's listen it. to Power Circle again. I I didn't revisit this one. Um, I listen to Self Made 2, like, enough. Right. But I didn't revisit Power Circle, so I'm going to go back and listen to that because I didn't remember Kendrick ever being there.
0: Uh, it's weird. It was a weird placement as an intro with, like, all those artists to me. Like, it, I don't know. It was kind of weird. I would have liked that maybe a little bit further into the album. It's fine, but yeah. Like, that whole front half, it just doesn't do a lot for me. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that in D tier. Uh, next one
1: is... Rick Ross's "God Forgives, I Don't," which what a great fucking name for album.
0: Really cool name and a really cool uh, album cover for the, especially for the deluxe. A really cool album cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like this album a lot. I think it's a good album. Well, we talk. I mean, mean, yeah. When I'm when I'm talking Ross, for me, there's only one album that I think is not good, and we'll get to that later because it's not "God Forgives, I Don't." This is a good album to me front to back. Like, there's moments all over this project that really keep me engaged and entertained. Um, A song like 16, where you get to hear Andre 3000. So Sophisticated. Uh, Ice Cold with Omarion, another Omarion. Uh, Three Kings I I thought was cool uh, with Dre and Jay. I feel like it kind of underwhelmed me a little bit just because of who was on it.
1: That might be my least favorite Jay and Ross
0: collab. Yeah. And especially they got, like they got like, a lot, yeah. Because, yeah, when you like when you hear those names, like you, you have pretty big expectations, it was just fine for me, kind of underwhelmed me a little bit. But Maybach Music Four is on here, which might be my favorite. I like it a lot. Um, I don't know which one, I don't know which one, which one is your favorite. How do you feel about Maybach Music Four?
1: It's fine. Um, I think him and Neil have done better songs together. I think the reason the Maybach music series (laughs) I think they're all like the same to me
0: it's a weird series for me because every time I listen to a Maybach music I like literally everyone there's like a moment or two where I'm like okay this is going to be like one of the greatest songs I've ever heard and then something happens where I'm like fuck that just ruined the entire song (laughs) and I will say this is the only Maybach music for that is like a little bit different. Like, I never get that feeling of, oh man, this is going to be fucking amazing. But I never get that letdown of, man, that was a horrible line or some shit, some shitty happens. It's just a very good, great, consistent song.
1: Um, Honestly, Maybach music too might be my favorite just because of the hook.
0: Yeah. I think T Pain Yeah, that on. hook is definitely the best part of any Maybach <laughs> music. T Pain fucking killed that shit.
1: Yeah, um, but the production on Ashamed can't go understated. That song is fucking crazy. Um, presidential is one of my favorite. It might be my favorite on here. Uh, Elijah Blake. What's up with Elijah Blake? You you familiar with Elijah Blake?
0: I am. He's a great talent. Um, seems to be a pretty good guy, too. One of my favorite songs by him is called Hanging Tree. Um, yeah, just a really great talent vocally. And yeah, I well, love he's, him on this. He
1: hasn't done too much lately, but yeah, big big fan of Presidential. Touching Use like an okay. Uh, single i guess yeah, yeah. it's not I go back to a lot but i mean the shining the shiner one shiner one the shining so down
0: here is dice pineapples yeah dice pineapples is i like i don't mind saying i love dice pineapples it has like song? Yeah, I don't care. Call me crazy, Dice, but
1: at least you are call
0: Dice Pineapples is really fucking great. You get this intro spoken word from Wale for like <laughs> a minute and a half that is like so like it's funny. Every time I listen to it, I can't help but laugh. But I'm like...
1: The better your effort, the better her treasure.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But right when the verses come in, I'm like, oh man, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. so Dice Pineapples, I love. Hold Me Back, just like fucking one of those that's one of those songs that, like, you need to, like, that I need to just, like, amp me up sometimes. in life, like, just, like, to hear and Hold Me Back before I got some shit going, like, gets me going. I love Hold Me Back. So this album has everything. Um, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't have, like, a lot of peak raws. Like, I don't know if it has some of, like, the best, like, top five, ten raw songs, but there's just, there's nothing, like, really horrible on here, and there's some good to great stuff on here. So I would say it's a B-tier album. I would yeah,
1: I'd probably say it's a beer T Tier, it's kind of pushing A, but we gotta save some room for A. Uh, yeah, I really do. I mean, I like Ross a lot.
0: Yeah, no. I, if it was up to Young, it's S, A, and B would just all be Ross.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> like he he's one of a kind, man. He, he does a lot of special stuff. I mean, even Rich Forever, the bonus track on him, what a fucking song! Another John Legend collab that he just lets John Legend shine on.
0: Yeah, and the the outro on the standard edition. So yeah, the, out- the real fucking hooks. What, what <laughs> the yeah, the outro on the traditional or the standard version. Ten Jesus pieces with Stalley. That's something that I love. If you listen to the blog episode, you know I love Stalley, so I love that. That's the <laughs> outro to like the standard edition. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like this. I like this as a B tier. I think that's that's a good spot for it. The next
1: one. This one. This one's interesting. Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mills debut. Um, I will say, outside of the lead singles, I think this shit is underwhelming as hell. Uh, I was not a fan of it. I I love love the intro track. I mean, who
0: fucking does it? One of love the it. one of the most like legendary hip-hop songs of the past couple decades, I would say.
1: Ever. Everyone's been trying to copy it ever since he's done it. So yeah. Dreams and Nightmares intro track. Great song. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> young and getting cool. Amen is cool. Burn is cool. I mean, Big Sean, another Big Sean verse on MMG that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the rest of it, I don't like layup. I don't like layup. I don't like Young Kings. Uh, In God We Trust is like super underwhelming, especially after dreams and nightmares. Yeah, I mean, mean.
0: so Meek is an interesting guy for me. It's something that I've even brought up in the Discord, where when people talk about MMG, they kind of look at Wale as like the failed child of MMG, the guy who like never really lived up to his potential. And to me, that guy should be Meek Mill. When you look at, you know, even like especially Dreams and Nightmares intro shit we were hearing from Meek early, Dream Chasers mixtapes, all that Meek was really primed to be that guy. And I feel like when you look at his album discography consistently, it just really hasn't lived up. I think he's the guy who has always dropped average albums. Like, I don't think there's like a trash Meek album. I don't think there will, for me personally, there probably wouldn't be a Meek album in the D tier. I wouldn't argue it if you maybe want to say one or two are. But this album to me is just, it's okay. The highs are really, I will say there are some great highs on here. Traumatize is a song that I really love. Maybach curtains, John Legend again, just killing shit on an MMG track. Uh Tony Story Part two. I love the Tony Story series. Um, but yeah, outside of the stuff that I really like, like there's some shit on here that I just don't think is good. Like young and getting it to me has just has not aged like that good at all. Like it, it doesn't sound it sounds like really bad now. Um, uh, I
1: just like Kirk Bang's hook on there. I don't think Meeks versus do anything for me.
0: Yeah, like the last, to me, it ends on a really bad note. Like, I love Tony Story Part 2 and Who You're Around, but Polo and Shell Tops, Rich and Famous, and Real Niggas Come First, like, it just, it ends with a really, it leaves me, like, with a really bad taste in my mouth. So in my, I had this as a C-tier album, um, mm-hmm. but if we're only doing four per, I don't mind it being D.
1: Yeah, I think it's the I mean, in my personal opinion, it's his worst album. I'm comfortable saying that. I would agree. I like the Meek albums a little more than you do, I think. Um, I think he grew a lot more after this one. Um, He kind of touches like the similar style on on his next one, which we'll get into eventually. But I think after that, uh, especially when he does his time and He's in that relationship with Nicki Minaj and all that shit. Uh, I think he he approaches musically a lot differently. Yeah, and I think it's for the better for the most part. Yeah,
0: so. and uh, yeah, I will say that to agree with you. I think Meek, as as much as like I said, he's kind of a guy who was kind of undelivered from his potential. He's a guy who has, in general, got better as time goes on. I think he's learned how to make better songs. Um, and yeah so yeah I, I don't mind putting this in D tier I'm fine with that this next one you're going to want to put in D tier oh, oh. I don't even, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this shit honestly
1: <laughs> but- listen I, I'm cool putting it in D tier but I do think it's not that bad <laughs> I think you're hitting on it just a little bit too much there's For- some songs out here, I fucking hate this <laughs> album bro
0: <laughs> yeah we're talking excuse my French by French Montana uh no, like this up. No, this album stinks, bro. Like, okay, here's the thing, of, here's the thing about this album. I cut it on maybe like last Thursday or something like that. It was Thursday or Friday. It was kind of end of the week. I'm joyful, I'm trying to get through my life. This is one of the most boring albums I've ever heard in my entire life. Like <laughs> outside of like the super outside of like the singles, pop that and like ain't worry about nothing. There like I'm just he's just droning through this album. Like there's no fucking
1: I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know that the two other songs I like the most are on the deluxe. So that might explain.
0: Yeah. No, this album is detailed. I don't. I don't even have much to say about it. It's it's not wow. good. Respect to French though, because I mean, he's like his mixtape discography, like uh, earlier shit that he's got going. Like you gotta fucking respect it. But he he didn't do it with this one.
1: He learned English at 14. Man, <laughs> not a bad rapper for a dude that learned a
0: language like six years before this is true and i mean he's he's always been a guy who you know like with unforgettable so like he's he finds a way to like stick around and like have a good record um he seems to be liked by his peers so pop
1: who who had the best first on pop that uh you go first it's ross i mean would you fucking expect me to say Uh... then drake then wayne and then french actually french and wayne are pretty closer
0: closer together than people I'm actually I'm gonna give it to Drake actually
1: I'm gonna give it to
0: Drake uh Drake and Ross I would give it to Drake one Ross right there yeah
1: that's fine as long as it's Drake and Ross one too yeah
0: yeah
1: Uh, but Marble Floors great song off the deluxe I really like that one um in Ocho Cinco Ocho Cinco is a funny song that shit's fun
0: I I remember Ocho Cinco because when I went back, I didn't listen to the deluxe. I just listened to the standard version. I remember Ocho Cinco. That's a fun song. But yeah, this album's in the detail. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think, think about it. Excuse my garbage. All right.
1: <laughs> What's the next one we got? The next one we got is uh the Gifted
0: by Wale. We've actually talked about this album before, and I said Wale would be the most like contentious artist amongst our combos. I think we're going to agree on this one. Um, I'll let you go first, though, but I, I bet we'll agree on it. Listen, so the famous thing, at least the famous
1: thing to me, is uh, Wale got, this album got snubbed from the 100 Best Albums from Complex, or was it Rolling Stone? Uh, Complex. Complex. And he called the complex front office and he kept yelling, uh, put, on you, him. yeah. He was like, "Juicy, you put juicy J's album on there. You think juicy J's album is better than mine. Uh, it
0: disrespect. was man. It was <laughs> like, respectfully. I think,
1: yeah. I think that's a problem while had his whole career, um, not to cycle analyze the guy, but every rapper in the industry has complained about his constant need for validation and approval. Um, which is interesting
0: yeah I mean it's this thing that I think like literally I think within the past like maybe two years that Wale has kind of kicked and I mean for a lot of people it's kind of too late they already have this image of Wale when they hear the name they think of shit like that they think of him ranting at Complex him tweeting at Meek yo bro why you ain't to my album like they just think of shit like that with Wale I think it's something that he is We're doing the same shit. To be fair, that's how that whole Drake beat started. <laughs> hey, exactly. But that's like shit they think of when they think of Wale. I think it's something that he really just kicked with his last album, which is what I'm excited to talk about. It'll be, I think it'll be the last album we talk about. But this album, it this this album is not it, bro. This it's album is not highs.
1: it. It's got some really good highs.
0: Yeah, love hate thing. Is probably in my top ten of Wale songs. Love Hate thing is amazing. Like it's so weird for me when I hear an album that I don't like that has something that high. <laughs> like Love Hate thing is just, I mean, perfect song is like a dumb thing, like dumb thing that we all do. But like, there that is like a perfect song to me. I can hear that song now. I can hear it ten years later, and I'm just gonna love every second of
1: it. What's the consistency we've had with all these MMG albums that we've talked about? It's letting other people do the hooks for them and doing your own thing on the verses. And love hate thing is a perfect example of that. The bad, both versions of bad with Rihanna and Tiara Thomas.
0: Shout both out to Tiara Thomas, thing. man. Yeah. I remember hearing bad for the first time. Like, I mean, I was younger, obviously, when bad came out, but I remember <laughs> hearing that and just being like, just like it, just immediately catching my ear and just being like, wow, that's like different and like really fucking good. And I gotta hear this like a hundred times. So, yeah, like Bad, Love eight Thing. Uh Gullible's a song that I enjoy. Uh, uh, I don't
1: like that one. Heavens a- tired that? of Dreaming? How do you feel about Tired of Dreaming?
0: I like Tired of Dreaming. It's not one. It's like, it's fine for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. I like Neo on there a lot. I like Neo's like singing on there. Um,
1: That's like another decent one.
0: Uh Heaven's Afternoon with Meek is actually a pretty decent song to me um i love the way they go back and forth on that song but after that it's probably it's probably it for me like i can't how do you feel about clappers
1: with the aforementioned uh, (laughs) like
0: clappers i like i like what wale was going for on clappers like it's a Uh, it's like a funny take on a strip club song like it's it's like very lighthearted. the lyrics are very like Like Mm -hmm. jokey, like I like what he was going for. It just didn't work. It just didn't work.
1: I think I think every album he has a song for that particular year, like just stuck in time. And I think focused is the one on ambition. I think clappers is the one on this one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I will say this is this is a D tier album for me. D tier? It's it's a
0: it's a D tier album (laughs) for me.
1: I wouldn't have mind putting it in C, but D
0: works with me. Yeah, this is a D tier album for me.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe I'll save my wallet thought for when we get to a later album because he does something that's super funny to me. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. Um, this is the last of the self-made album, self-made volume three, which I didn't know even came out in 2013. <laughs> I probably didn't find it until like 2019,
0: 2018. Uh. It yeah. came in. it's the last of the self mades and boy, did they end on a low note. This this um, shit is, it's easily the worst of the three because, I think the lows are the lowest and the highs are the lowest. Like
1: I mean, what's the high? <laughs> uh,
0: black Grammys. <laughs> like oh like le- legit, I think black Grammys might be the high. I I love uh, uh, know
1: you better. I like know you better. That was a radio song.
0: Yeah, I mean even. I mean, y'all know I like Lupe. Poor Decisions, I didn't hate at the time. I don't listen to that shit now, but at the I like time, it. I liked it. Uh, Lil I Snoop-
1: I poor Decisions, um, the Lil Snoop intro. And the Lil then- Snoop
0: intro is what I was about to say. I love Lil Snoop on the intro. Rest in peace to Lil Snoop. Um, mm-hmm. Man, just like a really great presence on that, and I love how they started that album off with him. I think it was a really great way to start the self-made because it's you know this big group affair, but I'm just gonna start it with one voice and that voice being a little snoop. I, I like that a lot. But I don't I don't like much else <laughs> on here. This is a this is yeah. another this is another detour album for me.
1: Listen, if you don't have an artist that's gonna pan out, stop forcing him on your shit. There is way too much Rocky Fresh on here.
0: A lot of Rocky Fresh, which is not great. I mean, well, people thought Rocky Fresh was gonna pan out for some reason. I don't know if they thought that in 2013. I don't know, but yeah. D tier album here, yeah. I already started typing it before you even
1: said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the next album. So we're skipping the Stally album. Yep, Lee already sung his praises about Stally. And, yeah,
0: uh, I enjoy Stally, but it just you know, it is something that when people think about MMG now, Stally's not really a the guy they think of. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love. Body. Yeah, but I still love Stally. Super talented guy, but yeah, we're going to skip it.
1: The next one is... Mastermind, Rick Ross. What a fucking project. You want to go first on Mastermind?
0: Youngest, you're going to hate me, bro. So... If you're going to fucking start it like that, are you kidding me? So, here's here's the thing. I said earlier... Ross is usually good for he's good for a good project like he's never really going to drop a dud and I said there was one exception to that and it's this project for me like there's a couple moments that I really enjoy um that we talk we've talked about a couple three song stretches that three song stretch from the devil's alive mafia music three on war ready amazing stretch I would say really really great but uh, outside of that, man, there's Supreme. not. What a
1: fucking beat by Scott Storch. There were sixty naked bitches in the embassy. He was in the wrong room,
0: bro. Oh, what? A I fucking... think the thing about this <laughs> is, I think it's just it's just Ross not being. It's Ross at the worst Ross. Like I feel like you just get him in way better doses through all his other projects through features on other projects like this is just the worst of ross to me like this album as a whole it just, it just doesn't do it for me man it just, it just i think i mean to me it's easily the worst ross project i don't know I'm if you're in red right now I, <laughs> i'm like okay so is, is this not the worst ross project to you
1: no black market is right there <laughs>
0: Nah, black market better than this, man. Bro, <laughs> black market is right, man. Black market better than this. Oh madness. Um, I mean, yeah, we're not gonna agree, but I had this in the D tier, bro. Oh. Like this is just it just didn't do it for me. I mean, I like those couple moments, like that was a lie, Mafia Music War already, I really enjoyed, but man, there was some shit on here that just no,
1: no. You don't like it in vain? or Sanctified, or Thug Cry, Black and White. I mean, thug, thug. this is what I'll give you. The first half of the album struggles until we get to Devil is a Lie. I think it's I think it's a little shaky.
0: I agree thug on Thug, thug Cry. Thug. I think Thug Cry is pretty good. Yeah, walking, walking on Air is not bad either, but... Damn. That is
1: fucking crazy. I mean, Devil is a Lie is probably my favorite Ross and
0: Jay-Z feat out. yeah i mean everything about it is the best the beat is fucking amazing like it's built for hope to me like ross is great on it but it's like a beat tailor made for jay-z and uh they're amazing
1: yeah that's it's between that and uh freemasons off definitely yeah yeah that's
0: that's fucking nuts so it's a d for me what is it for you it was going to be
1: a b for me so i'll put it in d for now i i, I could I, fight, I, fight,
0: I i i could see it being c i can okay. see it i can see that
1: i'm i'm going to put it for at d for now and i'll fight it i'll fight for it at c later
0: yeah, I mean I feel, yeah, this will probably be the album that you fight for. I think I'm gonna have just looking, I think I'm gonna have one that I'm gonna be fighting for. So we'll see. Well, I had to fight for ambition. Shit. <laughs> I, well, ambition. I had uh oh yeah, because you had it at fucking S. <laughs> like Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh you're the yeah. one with the bad opinion, not me. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we'll we'll have that there. what's up, what's up next? It's it's another Ross, right?
1: Yeah, it's another Ross. It's Hood Billionaire, which is what I think is his most underrated.
0: I like Hood of Billionaire a lot. I would agree with it being his most underrated project. I don't think it's as good as it doesn't have the highs or the consistency as like a Teflon don or Deeper Than Rap, but. Or Mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think this is just a, a good project going through. Kind of like I said, what God forgives, I don't. Just a good project going through. Like it doesn't have a ton of like just the highs for me, but there's some songs out here that I really, really love. Uh, Trap Love, with like him and Gotti just have some really fucking great collabs. Um, listen, yo Gotti, yo, Gotti forgot about a lot, and I don't know why. Yeah, he I mean, listen, if, I we, if we, him. if when we do that one episode that we were going to do with our, with that unnamed guest, we'll talk about yo, Gotti probably. So, yeah, Trap Love with Gotti is crazy. If they knew it came, Michelle is one that like I shouldn't like, but I really do for some reason. Um, uh, the yo okay the outro with crit i fucking love this song him and crit like i like i was listening to this song again i was doing my prep it was like wednesday or thursday or something and i didn't remember who it was and i was like is that anderson pack like when it first came on for some reason i thought it was like anderson pack crit is just singing like i love like it's to me it's an underrated skill of his like he sings with like the southern drawn and like just this strength of a southern singer and it's great and he it's another instance like he said of just Ross and the M.G. guys just letting their collab collaborators like be at home and comfortable in a song. Um, so yeah, yeah not I, a lot
1: of singing. Not a lot of singing people on this outside of Crit, Redacted, and uh, K Michelle. Off the record, even though this is on the record, that uh, Redacted singing on here pretty fucking good. <laughs> Bad guy, terrible
0: guy. It's pretty good. I oh, mean piece of shit
1: but yeah.
0: Yeah, we playing we playing that at the funeral when when, when it's official that we can when we can get it going again. Um yeah. but yeah, that, this is hurt to pre-
1: I, yeah. I pressed play on it. I felt like I like I was just doing listening to the album for prep and it played. And I was like fuck, he's so good. This is the only time I'm going to do this. I'm going to it for a while. But yeah, the Snoop Dogg verse on think was actually super impressive. Uh you did not mail it in. I did not feel
0: yeah no i think i mean i think the only feature that i don't really enjoy is probably boosie i don't really love boosie on here another guy who we're not fucking with anymore um but yeah everybody else dude project pat on elvis persley boulevard holy shit that's probably like one of my top three songs on here amazing song we were um, about
1: the 80s. I like, Coke like the eighties. I like the eighties a lot. I like the eighties. Neighborhood, yeah, neighborhood
0: drug dealer. Like, there's like this is a good album throughout. Um, I, like I said, it's a lot like God forgives, I don't. I think God forgives, I don't is a little bit better. So I have this in the C tier, just because I think it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit worse than God forgives, I don't. So I, I have this in the C tier. Yeah. I think this is C tier. Um,
1: It's not Ross's like best work. I think it slipped through the cracks. Uh, Ross kind of had a down period where he wasn't really selling a lot. People weren't really listening to him. And I think this was a result of that. And going back to listen to it now, it sounded a lot better than what I remembered. I remember a lot of people were disappointed in it. Yeah.
0: See, so yeah, that de- definitely the most underrated Ross. I think I think we would, we would agree there. The next uh I this
1: was interesting to listen to, uh sex playlist by Omarion, you know, spending the whole prep week like listening to Ross and Meek and Wale, we get to an R&B album, uh, Lee, our home R&B correspondent between the fucking two of us. What's the What's the word
0: on sex
1: playlist? Uh,
0: you would think that a guy like Omarion, who is a really talented vocalist, his debut album, Oh, is an album that I really enjoy. I'm trying to is one of my one of my favorite songs from that what era. You dancing in the rain? I was dancing in the rain. I had my shirt on though. I wasn't I wasn't going like all crazy with the shirt off, but Omarion is a guy who is had a talented voice and you would think like linking up with mmg with ross this guy just a great ear for luscious beautiful music that when he signs a r&b guy like omarion you'd think you would get a really really great album coming but uh nah this album doesn't do it for me um i'd like i don't even like it's 13 songs there's only like two songs that i enjoy and they're at the very end uh, you like it is like a pretty passable song to me. I think it's fine, and the best, the best album, the best song on her to me is easily already, which is the outro. I remember when I was playing this, playing it, getting ready for the episode, I was going through, it and I was like, "Damn, this album is worse than I remember." <laughs> like I remember it just being like tolerable, passable. I was like, "This shit is worse than I remember," and then already comes on, and I'm like, "Bro, why the fuck was the whole album not like this?" <laughs> like it's just this really beautiful song, and then the album just ends, and you're like, "Dude, what?" I, I felt robbed. Um so yeah, this this album didn't do it for me, man. Yeah,
1: this was the first time I listened to it. I remember when it came out, wasn't really interested. Uh <laughs> like Omarion, a guy that like you were talking about the O album, touch and icebox, all that shit. <laughs> really, really good stuff. And then he kind of disappeared for a long time and just popped up again on MMG. I remember it being like super shocking. Just what the fuck is this guy doing here?
0: Yeah, it was very like Young Money is like how Young Money was just like signing random people who you like. Damn, I remember that dude. Then he just ended up on Young Money.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, it was weird. It was like the MMG version of that.
1: Well, this was my first time listening to it. Uh,
0: I obviously have heard Post to be like, yeah, Post-to-be. but I mean, yeah, I, I like Post to be. It was, it was like a fun moment. Janae's on there, and Janae's one, Jane's one of my favorite singers, so. Uh, the intro
1: track I thought was produced pretty well, with the saxophone and stuff that like caught my interest. I was like, "Oh shit, I might actually enjoy this." And then halfway through, I was like, "Never fucking mind. This is." <laughs> yeah, I think this this it album took cool. me. It was a chore to get through.
0: Yep, um, I think every other album I got through in like one or two lessons. This shit took me like four or five, and it's like the shortest one on the label. Yeah. So yeah. He
1: wasted a James Fauntleroy feature. Like, I don't know how the fuck you do. Yeah. that. <clears throat>
0: when you see featuring James Fauntleroy, you're like, okay, I at least got one. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, I mean, he had one to me, but it just was wasn't that one, which was weird. So I, th- I think sex playlist is very comfortably last. Um, yeah, DT. Yeah, DT here for sure.
1: Let's not spend any more time on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next album <clears throat> is the album about nothing. The so-called return of wallet.
0: This is an album that this is an album that I really love. Um, I remember hearing this for the first time, like, you know, hearing some of the songs when I was when it came out. I was like in high school. Um, the pessimist being one because I had J Cole on it. The white shoes because of the music video. Um, the matrimony and the body because they were the, <clears throat> the bigger singles. And then I remember going to college. Or I at that when it came out, I was like, yeah, this album's pretty good. And then I remember you know going to college and. Just that process of like maturing and like relationships and shit like that. And just with- got some hair under his arm. <laughs> so <it's> just like- <laughs> yeah, just like with growth, this album really grew on me. Like I like the way that he talks about, you know, these topics like relationships and love and stuff like that. It's always something that to me is obviously to me like his one of his best traits, but I think it really shines on some of these songs. The matrimony and the body, those being like the bigger singles, the need to know with scissor which is probably the Wale song that I play the most. I don't know if it would, I wouldn't say it's his best, but it's the song I play the most. A killer verse from SZA. Before Sizzle was really SZA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we'll get into when we get into the, the Shine album. is a guy who, it's an underrated quality of his too. He is very tapped into what's going on musically, really at all times, so... This is the album that I really really love. I think the back half is way better than the front half, but I think the back half is fucking flawless. Even though the front half to me it's a little weaker, the back half really carries it. And I'll let you go before I give my my grade. Yeah. Um.
1: So the mixtape about nothing series huge. We discussed it uh, when we did our blog episode. Like we we're both really big fans of it. Yep. And it did feel like Wale kind of hit a slump. Um, yep. His last album, Being the Gifted, he got in some like personal beefs with other artists. Yep. Uh, it was kind of a low point for him. And he went back to what he was good at. He yeah. thought he'd complete the trilogy. Um,
0: and to be that, fair uh, to him, I think it's something that he had planned because the outro to The Gifted, it features Seinfeld. And Seinfeld's like, hey, hey, you ready to do the album? And like, he's like, no, that that that's the next one. So it was something that he seemed to have planned. But yeah, those those low points in between definitely definitely happened.
1: Yeah. So having Seinfeld on the album was like big for me. I know I talked about before. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Um, and I just remember when it came out, I was excited for it, and it it lived up. Um, listening back now, there are a few songs. I really don't like Um, it. It didn't age as well with me, but there are some songs on here that that stuck around. I think the first five songs are all pretty good, and then I think we hit a slump until the need to know. And uh, I like the glass egg, but besides that, matrimony, the body, not a whole lot on here that I revisit. I that do is, think overall good and I think it's super, I think it flows together as one album, but as individual songs, it's, it's not stuff I return to a lot.
0: The that is thing- very interesting. I think we're on the I think we're kind of on opposite sides on that because to me the front half is the part that is a little less intriguing. I yeah, think I like the white shoes. <laughs> uh, I like the intro. Um, I think helium helium Bloom, to me is probably the worst song on there. Um okay. okay. I like the white shoes the pessimists i like uh and then we get into that middle stretch that you were kind of talking about i'm not a huge fan of the middle finger and helium balloon are probably my two least favorite songs but that one time in houston girl on drugs i really wish he would have even though it would have been like listed as 10 minutes i really wish he would have made that one song because those really function together and i love i love the girls on drugs see (laughs) girls on drugs, (laughs) yeah girl girls on drugs is To me, it's the most, it's one of the most underrated songs in his discovery. I also, I just love when people pay homage to Houston, um, just because hip hop culture is like, it feeds so much from Houston, even now with guys like, guys like Drake, obviously who fucking love to talk about Houston, strip club culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I like that. And then, yes, I I think that's funny just because we're on different, we're on different sides of that, I think. Yeah. I think we both like it though. Yeah yeah one thing that's (sighs) to me especially on
1: this listen um a lot of rappers talk about not enjoying monogamy and like kind of moving from one girl to the next wally's interesting in a way that it feels more sincere it doesn't feel like something he's trying to brag about um yeah
0: i think it's yeah like you said it's more sincere it's honest it's more yeah, just honesty about fears and insecurities and, you know, self-deprecation, like how you just feel about yourself in relationships. I think, yeah, Wale does that a little different. Kind of even like when we look at like Drake, obviously he was kind of like who people view as like the spokesperson and shit like that. I think he, he sometimes goes too far. I think when I listen to a guy like Wale, it's a lot more relatable to experiences that I've had in my life with relationships yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, while
1: I forget what song it is, but he talks about like I'm pretty sure it might be the matrimony. I don't know. Yeah, I mean is. that's the song that's just really yeah, that's about, about marriage. But then yeah. he talks about like monogamy being redundant. Um and he says monogamy is redundant. Sometimes you love someone and you can move on. Sometimes you can give them a ring without like any issues. Sometimes you married, you get divorced. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean I I like he talks about relationships a lot and his need for not having relationships, yet most of his music is love music.
0: Um yeah, I think it's this very interesting battle. I think matrimony is one of my f- favorite songs where I and by the way, just a fucking great hook from Usher here to me. I really love what Usher does on here. Um
1: we're talking about that a lot, huh? Uh, yeah. (laughs) What a great Um, hook.
0: And then a great verse by the rap. Why don't we have more of this? I like I have belted the hook to the matrimony more times than I could count and just my ugly singing voice. But yeah, that's a song that I really love Wally talking about. You know, you know, he says I'm in my late 20s, I've still never been to a wedding. Just this idea of like looking for something meaningful with like love and relationships and just not even having like a reference point for it, just like not even knowing what it is like um yeah i love it. i love this project i for me just my grade it's a it's it's in the b tier for me okay. uh um
1: yeah i'm cool putting it in b tier i honestly wouldn't mind putting it in a tier if you felt that strongly about it uh here's the thing like i obviously think ambition is better but my second favorite Wale albums, the album about nothing. So if you wanted to put it in A, I'm cool putting it in
0: A. Leave okay. I okay. I would leave it in B for now because I'm cool with that being in A, but I feel like we're gonna we're gonna talk about a Wale album later that I think should be an A tier that I'm gonna have to try to convince you is an A tier album. So There's... just just put it in B for now. Uh, just put it in b for now
1: I'm, gonna but for I, me, I'm not the biggest fan of the next two wally albums but well we're gonna have to make some compromises between the two yeah i
0: mean and that, that's an easy compromise for me i could easily see that being in a tier so just we'll, we'll just put it in b for now but it, it could end up being there
1: next album is interesting i fucking love this one uh, or I did love it. I don't know how good it is, but it, it does bring back a lot of fond memories, and that's uh, Dreams Worth More Than Money. Um, I have, I have wow. good news. I, I love this album too. Yeah, so this album actually came out this summer. I got my driver's license, so I fucking banged the shit out of this one. <laughs> uh, just from Lord knows the classic to Jump Out the Face to All Eyes on You skip a track you get to Rico like
0: yeah yeah the tr- the trellis is a skip but that first like lord knows for to me lord knows that I got the juice with the trellis being like the one skip there to me is a really is a pre- pretty solid run uh mm-hmm. lord knows featuring uh another redacted um pr- pretty good verse from the, I can't remember that guy's name I don't even know what he's up to now but pretty good intro verse from him hey,
1: his producer too like play picasso's like his big producer and he he's given him a lot of great beats and yeah. this this is definitely one of them.
0: it's a great intro especially because i feel like like you said at the beginning a lot of people have been chasing dreams and nightmares even meet himself a little bit i feel like this song is a is a it's authentic meek And it's Mm -hmm. a good intro, but it's not chasing Dreams and Nightmares, even though it's kind of like it's still bigger. It's got this upbeat, like it's setting you up for the album, but it it doesn't make me think of Dreams and Nightmares. So, yeah, I love the intro. That first, it starts off really strong. Yeah, what the hell? Classic isn't produced by Swiss Beats. What the fuck is he doing on that song? I I wish he wasn't doing it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was cool with him on there because I thought he produced it. I was like, this is a Uh, tremendous uh, production, you know, and this fucking dude's just screaming on it. for what yeah, uh, yeah no. no,
0: yeah how do you feel about pulling up with uh the weekend i like that song it to me, it. this album is so strong to me it's not even like a huge highlight it's a good song but um the right after that with check is for me one of the one of the mm-hmm. highlights of the album i fucking love check i feel like if you name a song check it kind of just has to be good like <laughs> if you name a song check and it's not good you should like lose your hip-hop card like every song named check needs to be fucking amazing so i love check here this
1: this is the uh, last album where people saw Meek with the brightest eyes uh, he gets yeah. mad at break for not tre- tweeting his album
0: yeah R- rico is on oh, here man. of course quentin miller is actually a credited writer on rico so he is shout out to quentin so really really talented artist. if you we're just making like Quentin Miller jokes and shit like that. Please check out Quentin Miller music. He actually has some really, really great songs. He's a very talented dude and he's been through a lot. So shout out to Quentin Miller. Yeah. Um,
1: dreams Worth More Than Money. This is interesting. Uh, my gut
0: reaction says it's a B tier album. I have it in B tier as well. It's my favorite Meek album. Um, it's just meek. Guess- it's, it's Meek at his best to me. Um, championships, we'll get to later, wins and losses too. Uh, pretty solid. I still think they're improvements on his first album, but I, th- I think this is Meek at his best here.
1: And I'll, so I'll, I'll put it in the be right about that underwhelming shit because this really <laughs> might be Meek's best album. And I,
0: I, yeah, I, th- I think it's his best. I don't want to say clearly because I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think championship is right there, but I, I think this is the best Meek project to me. I'm glad you're high on championship because
1: I am too. I know. I thought that's where we were gonna differentiate. Next one is Gunplay's Living Legend.
0: Have you have, have you like heard this album front to back?
1: Yeah, I was not doing it for prep, and let me tell you, this would have been a fucking banger of an album if it comes out in twenty twelve. That was my first reaction. He came out with this shit a little bit too late. Um, chain smoking
0: with Stalley and currencies, just like. Oh, oh my god man. no fuck amazing song dude currency <laughs> like currency on here we talked about currency earlier currency is fucking amazing on this song gunplay to stally it's one of the highlights of this album one of the better songs out of everything that we've listened like it's one of the it's one of the songs that stands to me as like damn this is one of the best songs out of everything that we talked about amazing song yeah i don't know how i feel about this with uh yg <laughs> I Actually, listening. I well, it's a, it, it's a YG song. It, the it's yeah. on a Gunplay album, but it's very much a YG song, and I like it. It's YG in his element. Gunplay is kind of tagging along, even though it's you know a, a Gunplay song, quote unquote. um But yeah, I like it. I like YG on here.
1: Yeah, for for eleven songs, it's pretty fucking long. Every song is at least like three and a half minutes. There's like four or five minutes songs. <clears throat> just, yeah. going on here, and there's a lot of features. I don't think anyone had confidence in this being any good. Um, I don't even know, like, what was Gunplay really doing up to this point? Uh, Not I mean, much. He had cartoons in Serial, and, and he was on the ASAP Rocky album. Uh, Get I think
0: I Gunplay was a very, I mean, I mean, I was younger. I wasn't really there. But Gunplay was this guy who I think a lot of people you know in the know kind of folks who are tapped in the underground and stuff like that. I think gunplay was a guy who had a lot of interest. I mean obviously he got signed to MMG, so he had to have I mean, some kind of buzz, but cartoons I, and, you know the Kendrick song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking kills that. So <laughs> yeah. Probably, I think best yeah, best verse on there. Um I will say about this album, uh I enjoy it like a fair bit. It's a weird, it's a weird album to tear because this is his only project with MMG. He's got other projects, obviously, but this is just like a really good album. It's only, like we said, it's only like 11 songs, some longer songs, but that's not a huge issue to me. And I mean, he holds my attention. Uh, a song like be like me, with Ross, him and Ross just going back and forth. I love that song. Uh, we talked about the YG currency features. Um, I, my favorite song is probably Dark Days, which is, I think it is probably the longest song on here. It's like seven, six or seven minutes long. Yeah, it and means. it's just him like talking, it's just like him talking that street shit, bro. And I love what Gunplay does on here. It's probably my favorite song on the album, even though I love Chain Smoking and the YG song. I love really every song on here, but I think that's the standout to me. Yeah, I honestly Where, God,
1: and I thought it was like super out of its it, it felt dated to me. It didn't feel 2015 dated, it felt like 2010 dated.
0: Yeah, I mean it listening to it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like an album that came out in 2015. I feel like we hip hop was in a very different space, it was a lot more poppy than what this album is. But um I enjoy it a lot but I don't enjoy it enough to where I would like really go to bat for it. I had it as a B tier, but I could easily see it as a C. You want it at C? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I had, well, I had it at B, but I could see it at C. Uh, Do you think it's D? I think it's D. Uh,
1: How many, how many. I listened to it. I didn't say, I saved one song. And I saved it because Currency was rapping. (laughs) How many, how many C's do we have right now? Or
0: like questionable
1: C's. C's we got two. Um, we got self-made volume one in hood billionaire. We got three B's, so no, we got four B's. So B's
0: locked up for now. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't. I won't say B. Uh, Let's,
1: I'm taking a gander at what's left. Oh no way. I can already see too that it's gonna be. Oh, we have nothing
0: in A. (laughs) Go go ahead and put Deeper Than Rapid in. What is the oh, deeper is that S or A for us? It's an S, right? Because we're doing four S's. Yep, go ahead and put the album about nothing as A because I know we had it like a questionable B. Go ahead and put that as A. You want okay, to we, we can put it at D. We can put it
1: at D. I'll say I'll say D, but it's it's up there. It's it'll
0: like, I mean yeah looking at what's left to me it'll probably be the best album that we have in that tier. And I think it's a. I think it's a good project. I really like it a lot. Okay. But okay. MMG has a lot of good albums so I see it.
1: The next one is my least favorite Ross uh, Black Market. I do not like black market. Um, I don't have much positive to say. Song with future is kind of cool, dope. Sorry with uh, redacted was a good song for a while. Um, yeah, song, yeah, sorry is pretty good.
0: Uh, this album to me, okay, I okay, I okay. This is this is probably worse than mastermind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is worse than Mastermind. <laughs> I think the only thing oh okay. I think <clears throat> the reason I probably said Mastermind was worse is because it's like 18 songs and like hour like 15. This is only like 14 songs an hour, so like it's kind of a quicker listen. Um there's just not that many highs on here. I love Crocodile Python um and peace sign. Those are probably my two big standouts here. Yeah, but yeah. I mean like, Ross with Jahil beats, I mean, got a good track record with him. Yeah. So. But there's some lows here for sure. Like Dub Dick is fucking horrible. Dub Dick is one of the is is one of the worst Ross songs to me. That shit is horrible. I mean, black Opium. I don't really know what the fuck was going on there either. Black Opium is not great. Yeah, yeah. This is this is probably the worst Ross. Yeah, because yeah, there's no fucking yeah, yeah. This is this is the worst Ross. <laughs> We're putting this
1: uh, in D. Yeah. yeah not a lot of time spent on black market Man, I don't yeah think i mean was-
0: I, I think and the reason why i might have said mass was worse is because i just didn't even care about black market i probably just was like yeah it was probably fine but uh yeah that that's the worst for ross for sure so then ross comes back with uh,
1: rather you than me and i think after hood billionaire and black market people were counting him out um he took a little bit of time took a little bit of patience with it uh and I fucking love rather Yeah. I mean he had
0: some real life shit in between. I think the in between that was when he had like the seizures and shit like that. I think is when that stuff was going on. No, so... that was before God forgives. I don't. That's why oh, he that had... was that was all the way back then. Okay, okay, okay,
1: Yeah. Do you know the story behind Dice Pineapples? Like why the same Dice Pineapples? No. I thought it was um, some uh, you go ahead and tell it. <laughs> you thought it was some sexual shit? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> i think from what i heard it might be some sexual shit from i, I don't fucking know uh, i think it's when he saw a doctor after the seizure stuff he made he told him he needs to eat like a certain kind of fruit and pineapple was the one he went with every. okay day.
0: i th- I think i i think i'm kind of remembering that now yeah so I, yeah. The, the,
1: the point of the song is like you're
0: the you're my everyday remedy like right okay pineapples. Right. so yeah uh-huh. yeah and shout out to Ross okay. for like getting healthier too. Like he's in, he seems to be in a lot better health now after all the shit that he's been through. Um, I'm glad. Bro. I'm glad. We're only like a couple, uh, like removed from Ross. Like we know Crawford, close personal friend Crawford. He just met Rick Ross, so we kind of Rick Ross has kind of been on this podcast when you think about it. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ross. We, yeah, we sent uh, our
1: our former guest. Yeah. Good friend of ours, probably. and
0: future guests He'll be back. He'll be back. Future guest. Yeah, he'll be back very soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we we sent him a little message. We said, "Yo, if you can, you can slip an invite to Ross, man. We'd love to." Yeah, you. yeah. Just let him know. Yeah. We
0: we love him, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So rather you Rick than me, Ross,
1: Rick, Ross personally, personally, my personal, he's in my personal
0: top five. Ever. Yep, I knew I knew that was the take coming. I mean, listen, you yep. could argue it because we were even talking another Discord thing in the in the Pickham chat. They had like a graphic who has the best three album run. It was all these artists, you know, Cash Tribe, Yay had everybody on there, and Ross was on there with uh, Teflon Don, Deeper Than Rap, and Trilla. And I was like, damn, like that is up there. That is up there with fucking like I love Tribe. Tribe had Tribe is probably my favorite on there. Outcast, Yay bro that ross run is right fucking there that shit is a really good run so yeah ross is an all-time act and he uh comes
1: back with rather you than me yep. which is
0: fucking special a I mean, comeback record when he really needed it and, and he delivered he put a whole island santorini greece on the map <laughs> i, I ain't know about no santorini before rather i didn't know about me.
1: no santorini greece before him yeah. um great intro the intro is actually produced by, like, a college football player while he was playing college football. So, like, super cool Ross to give him that opportunity. And he really shines on it. Raphael Sadiq, of course, shines on it. Yeah. Um, Santorini, Greece, Idols Become Rivals, you know. Got yeah,
0: that run of the first, first four or rivals. five is is very respectable. That's a very respectable
1: run. I think it's super interesting because, like, the first three songs are very typical, like, luxurious Rick Ross tracks. Yeah. Um delight to listen to. And then Trap Trap Trap. What a fucking verse from Thug. You know, he gets he gets into like the BMF bag, which I feel yeah. like Ross took a little bit of a break from. Him. He wasn't making music like that aggressive and that um
0: yeah. He he moved away um, from it for sure. When he, he like he was
1: away. he was getting full on luxury a little bit. Yeah. Um but from trap 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 to dead presidents. You know, great verses from everyone on both. Also on
0: Trap, Trap, Trap. Fucking killer Wale verse, too, man. One of my favorite verses on the whole album. Fucking love that Wale verse.
1: Uh, Great future verse on Dead Presidents. Jeezy and Gotti do their thing, too. Um, She on My Dick is actually not too bad of a song. It was a song I used to skip. Uh, I've come around on it a little bit more.
0: I yeah. think him and
1: he have a very weird dynamic. I don't think they work very well together, but
0: uh, I agree. I think it's just they're two amazing, they're two amazing artists at their styles, but when they come together, it's not it doesn't really mesh that great. Um but yeah, that song is not as bad as it could be with when those yeah. two get together.
1: I think she like me, what a hell of a fucking single. I remember that was the single that like had people paying attention again like wait is rick ross back like <laughs> are we about to get a really good album again and sure enough we did
0: uh, yeah this was an album that i saw a lot of people who just weren't in on ross like it was a turn even like, i saw critics give ross his respect on this album which is weird well, to yeah me. a lot of a lot of revisions <sighs> which, which is weird to me because i mean i like this album i think it's a good album i, I mean i don't I mean, it's not touching some, to me, it's not touching like Deep in the Rap, Teflon, Don, Trilla, uh, God Forgives I Don't Like. To me, it's not as good as those projects, but it was it was Ross yeah. coming off of a down period where he really needed a good project and he just delivered, man. Like, It's a little bit of a shorter album. I think, yeah, 14 songs, um, a little more you know, tight than we expect from a Ross album, and he delivers on it. I think it's just a really good Ross album, but to me, it's just interesting how Critically, this was an album that was big for Ross. Like a lot of people, this was the album that made them respect Ross. It's just, it's just a weird thing for me. Yeah, Lam- I like Lamborghini it.
1: Doors, another one with
0: Meek. Lamborghini uh, Doors, Anthony Hamilton.
1: He mentions on this album, yeah, Anthony Hamilton. Like,
0: what a fucking.
1: He's been, he's still making music, man, and it's still fucking yeah. good. He's yeah. been doing this for like thirty years now.
0: Really, really talented, amazing.
1: But, yeah, Lamborghini Doors was a big be- deal to finally have Meek back on a song. He mentions on the album earlier that, like, he didn't talk to him while he was dating Nicki Minaj because, like, Meek was in a weird place and Meek was in jail and all this shit. So Yeah, that's they the come. one where
0: you, you hear, like, the skit, right? Where he's, like, going. Is that the one where you hear the skit and he's, like, going to jail to visit Ross or Meek? Or is that a different song? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Dude, I love yeah. that it's it, very cinematic it's, it sets the stage so you hear like the keys jangling from like the the police officer whatever you hear he's like he's like yo i just i just hear meat down the hall and he's just like yeah. screaming that and yeah so I, I like one of the highlights for me just them getting back together get a great anthony Amazon hook, great hook from a singer letting them handle that and then they just handle the raps and i, I love that
1: okay so now come to tier it. i would personally put this in a but I know you said you like God forgives. I don't more and yeah. I like them both. So if you want we can put, God forgives. I don't in a and this in this and B, unless you're against that idea altogether.
0: Uh, I, I like that. I think I'm good with that because like we said, there's, I mean, just, you know, great music aside. This was a big one for Ross. This one meant a lot. This one meant a lot for MMG. Um, yeah, I, I like it in a, Oh, you, you like it in A? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Like, I, we can, yeah, we can, we can do A. We'll just leave God forgives I don't in B. We can do it in A. Cause I mean, like I said, I think you just can't brush that to the side of how just like the respect this gained Ross as an artist. Like, I, that means a, that just meant a lot to me because that means a lot for MMG um, mm-hmm. since Ross is the head. So I'm cool with that in A.
1: Now, I'm going to let you wax poetic about Shine. Because I'm not too big on Shine.
0: Um, I will I will say I'm not even gonna wax poetic about Shine because I'm not a huge well, I will personally I like Shine. There's a lot of really, really great moments on there from Wale, like Scarface Rose Gotti is one that immediately comes to mind. I I remember that summer when this album came out. I was playing Scarface uh, Rose Gotti. All the fucking time. If you if you go on my Spotify top songs, I think it's like in my top five for that year. I played the hell out of that song. <laughs> um, this is an album for me that weirdly, when I was doing all my prep in retrospect, <clears throat> this was the album that made me understand why Ross signed Wale, which is very weird. This is not even probably in my like top three favorite Wale projects, but he Wale and it showed me his ear for music and what's current just in popular music in general this album came out in like 2017 this was before Dua Lipa was really a thing and he got a Dua Lipa verse on here <clears throat> this was before that J Balvin Bad Bunny thing had really really popped off he has a J Balvin verse on here like G-Eazy was like had already kind of blown up but he's <clears throat> he got a G-Eazy verse on here like he is just very tapped was into kid. was kid's not <laughs> was kid yet like, this is just him tapped into what is current and popular right now. I think a lot of people, when they reviewed this album, they were like, this is just him trying to do the the more life thing. This is him trying to do like a playlist album. And I feel that when he did press for the album, he was talking about he had just had his baby and he was just feeling very happy just about life for like the first time. And he wanted to make an album that reflected that. And you can see that all throughout here. Just like a whole lot of happier music. Uh, my PYT was like the big single. Um, but yeah I don't have a okay. running back I like that song like this album the whole I enjoy it doesn't do a lot for me if you're not a Wale fan this album is going to do shit for you um, <laughs> but I like it so I'm cool with putting this in D Um, for me personally I'd probably put it in like the C tier and I'm like a fucking Wale stance so that should say like a lot about it I'm fine with putting it in D
1: Um, yeah so Shine so I remember when I was in college, like I was trying to tell one of my friends, like that I talked to talk music with a lot. He didn't fuck with Wale at all. I was like, "Listen, bro, like the album about nothing, like that that come out like a year prior, and I was you got to listen to that one. Like that's the one that'll turn you. Like, I right. promise you, that it's really good." Right. And Shine came out. And he was like, you listen to that new wallet? And I listened to it and I didn't fucking like it. I was super let down by this one. Um, it didn't feel natural to me. It felt like he was trying to appeal to something that he wasn't really a part of.
0: Yep, um, that, that was the common good Because this is kind of after, this is after more life. So people are like, oh, he's just trying to do like a playlist album and hit all these little cross sections of music. Um I, I get I get that critique. I I would push back on it a little bit, but I definitely see where, where it's coming from. I would put it in D, but if yeah. you like it, we
1: have room on C. I'm cool putting it on C if you like it. Uh how much room? Because we have like how many C's do we have right now? We only got two. So this would be the third. I think there's nah. one. Nah, go ahead, go ahead and put
0: it in D. Go ahead and put right. it in D.
1: All right, our next album is Meek Mill's Wins and Losses, uh, Meek's first album out of jail. Mm-hmm. I believe he's broken up with Nicki Minaj at
0: this point. Yes, part. I believe so.
1: He, this is his most grown-up album. I would agree. <clears throat> he's really reflective on this. I enjoy it. Uh, it's not one I revisited for the pod. It's one I've I've heard a lot beforehand. Um, I think Fall Through might be my favorite song on this album.
0: I like Fall Through. Again, just talking about stretches, these scars to connect the dots to Fall Through is like a really really strong. Where really? he's sitting on those like scars. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I like that song a lot.
1: Now I'm big on Future. I, I'm like I like Meek. Future and Meek have good songs together. I don't know.
0: I don't really like that one too much. But That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I love that little stretch right there. Connect the Dots was one. Another mm-hmm. fucking great Gotti verse on it with the MMG guy. Um, yeah. I think Gotti got a lot of great verses. Yeah, yeah. Fall through 1942 flows. 1942
1: flows. Mostly. That got a lot of people
0: going. Um, yeah, I think that was the one that had probably the most buzz. on. There wasn't really like a lot of big. No, no, there's whatever you need is huge that's the one with a. Uh, uh, oh yeah yeah what's high yeah, yeah. i mean i feel like, I like this album song. i feel like this album as a whole just didn't uh it was an album that i probably remembered like kind of the least amongst uh the meek projects especially it's an album that i enjoy um like you said he's a lot more mature on here especially you know him just coming out of jail like you can see that you can hear that in the music um but it just it just, it just didn't grab me like that. Um, there's nothing on here that really made me just like scowl and turn my nose and say that's horrible. But there's just a lot, not a lot that made me just go, oh, man, like there's not there's not a lot of like standouts here. 19, uh, 1942 flows, connect the dots. Young Black America with the dream is one that I really, really love. Might be my favorite song on here. Um, but yeah, not, not a lot for me that just like really, really stood out. Yeah. Uh where do you want to put it? I'm cool putting it in D for now and filling it out in C later if we need to fill out C. Yeah, I'm cool with putting it in D cuz we we got championships coming up and that's a good that's that's the one right there.
1: Oh. Uh, okay, yeah, championships. Let, let's get into it. This this is the one uh might be a lot of people's favorite Meek album. Yep. He seems to have more on this than he did uh, Wins and Losses, but at the same time, it's a little bit more mature and not as much uh, aggressive music as Dreams and Nightmares. Like, it feels like he found his balance with this one.
0: Yeah, to me, it lives up to him being, like, actually a hip-hop star. Like, it sounds like an album that you would really, really get from a guy who is at the top tier, like, of hip-hop dreams worth more than money like i said is probably my favorite meek but um like championships you get like the oh yeah this guy is a big artist like big features on here cardi cardi b's on here jay-z's on here roddy's on here um ella May's on here which was a really big feature at that time like that's my favorite song 24 7 24 7 i love 24 yes. 7 yeah so yeah this is the album to me where it's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, Meek is really a marquee artist. And he's always got that respect. But for me, it was like, oh, okay, he's really like a marquee, top tier artist in hip hop. Um, it really showed here.
1: My only issue with it is the fat. There's a lot of fat that needs to be trimmed here. It's 19 songs. Yeah. It's 19 songs in 69 minutes. Yep. Wow. How do you feel about going bad? Is, love, is I love going bad. bad. I love I like what it,
0: it I love what it meant just for like in general I really am not a fan of hip-hop beef it's I don't know if it's just me getting like older and whatever but it just doesn't do a lot for me when all of you guys are rich and you're never going to do anything to each other in real life um so it to me it was cool that they would get back together especially when the beef between them was just over like so much petty shit and I liked the reunion they had a lot of fun on the track it sounded like and yeah, it was a good, it was a good song. I, I like going bad.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. They got going bad. They got Rico. They got Amen. What else am I missing? That's it, right? That
0: might be it. And yeah, right. rank those three for me. <sighs> so going bad, Amen, and Rico. Amen. I would put one. Amen. One. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Rico 2. And, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Rico 2 and then going bad 3. But that's that's kind of... That's a very close 2-3. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Rico 1,
1: going bad 2, uh amen 3.
0: But they're also close. Yeah. yeah, they're really close. Can, like, just a lot of good songs there is the theme. Pretty good songs. Like, they always sound good when they get together, so... Yeah. Yeah, so where are we going to throw championships?
1: Um I think... <laughs> where is dreams where is dreams worth more than money dreams worth more than money is b so i want to put championships at b but its length is telling me c like it's so fucking long.
0: i agree and dude oh my god i forgot about fucking rick ross on what's free just dropping the biggest f bomb for no reason when we didn't get into like all the fucking cringe rick ross lines but jesus christ man yeah. Every time I listen to What's Free, I'm like, What's Free is one word away from being perfect. One of the better fucking hip hop songs we've heard in the past, like, half decade or so. He's, he's got too many yes men in his circle. Bro. I, like, he, like, literally. In the studio. <laughs> it, bro. Like, Ross, <laughs> like, Ross, bro, if you want to fly me out to Miami, I can be, like, your personal assistant. You just want to pay me, like, 70 grand a year to just be in the studio with you and just, like, do a little finger wag when you say some wild shit. Hit my line, bro. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, I work overtime for free. Yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> late studio sessions, all that, no problem. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cool with this at C. just because just of the length. The highs on here are really, really great, though. Oh. Championships.
1: He made an album called Championships. He didn't even reference the Milwaukee Bucks, your
0: 2021 champions. A he, he, he didn't have the foresight.
1: He didn't have a foresight. He
0: didn't believe. They never, <laughs> never believed in this. Right. What, what we got next? We got a uh, looks Port like Miami. Port of Miami 2. My,
1: yeah. I was super disappointed by Port of Miami 2. Um, I feel like Rick Ross had a few singles leading up to this and a few features leading up to this that got me super excited
0: yeah there were some there were some big singles before this
1: yeah he this is like super obscure kind of I don't know if you remember the superfly soundtrack. he's got a song on the superfly soundtrack that's like fucking special and I was super excited for this and then big time comes out and I was like that's that's just a single, you know, like who really cares and then like right. the, yeah this ended up being a little bit more disappointing. it's got some. Super high highs. I think Gold Roses is, is special. I like, Gold,
0: I like Gold Roses a lot. I think, I mean, anytime Ross and Drake get together, there's, like, just that high expectation. Um, I think, I think
1: Ross, like, really makes Drake... I don't know if it's something that, like, he tells him to do. I think Drake doesn't mail it in when he's doing it with Ross. I think Drake admires Ross to the point that he's trying to rap as best as he can. Um, yeah, I
0: think... Yeah, it's a it's a interesting thing with a guy like Drake, guys like top tier. What certain artists bring out of them, like some guys are like, okay, I'm we're about to make a smash. This is going to be just a really big record. I think anytime Drake and Ross get together, Drake gets kind of more like, yo, like fuck all that. If it's a really big record, we're just, we're gonna make some timeless shit. We're just gonna make a beautiful fucking song every yeah, every time. you he, he's just gonna run. Yeah.
1: He's gonna lock in. He's gonna try to do the best he can so he can compete with Ross. Yeah, there's there's some highlights on here. Vegas residency I really like. White lines I really like. Turnpike Ike, Turnpike Ike cool. I enjoy. But there's there's some fat on here. Born to kill with Jeezy's not too great. The one with YFN Lucci, who.
0: You know what's funny? I actually like that song. I that song hey, is one of my likes on there. Listen. I,
1: weirdly no just kind of disrespect to yfn lucci people were trying to make him a thing for too fucking long bro like it just, yeah. it just wasn't you know what's funny
0: i I don't even know any of his songs well i know some of his songs probably like just by the i couldn't name a wife and lucci song but he was a guy who just exactly. his was, name was around for like three to five years um
1: his his biggest song was every day we live
0: yeah but yeah i will say i i, I will i will say i enjoy that song weirdly um uh, Maybach Music 6 it's fine I, it, that's how I feel about most of these Maybach music
1: like I feel like it's built up to the point that I'm excited for it and <laughs> I listen to them and it does nothing for me
0: yeah I mean I, I've said I enjoyed the series this, this is towards the bottom for me uh, mm-hmm. not just didn't do a lot for me um, yeah the, uh, yeah this album is, as a whole just doesn't do much for me. It, it was Ross, just like I—I I don't even want to say mailing it in, but no,
1: he did not put effort. in
0: I mean, yeah, he did. It—it it was he was like he didn't even want to act. Like, like you know, the thing with Ross is just this like persona, and like it's just a movie, and like he showed up he didn't even read the script. Like he did, <laughs> he like he was supposed to be working out for six months. He showed up with a beer belly. Like he's not, he's not in that mode on this one. So. No,
1: and the production was weaker than usual. Yeah, yeah, all it much. just, yeah, it just
0: didn't live up to Ross, which you gotta have because that that's what Ross is like.
1: I think there are a few times where it does. I think I mentioned Vegas residency. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but I think Vegas residency is something that like he it felt like vintage Ross. It felt like he was, but it it might not be the best song, might not be his best rapping, but it felt like he was really uh putting putting some effort into that one
0: yeah and i mean even sometimes when he kind of hands it over like a song like bogus shines with meek i feel like he kind of just hands it to meek and says hey you you go run and yeah. I, I like what meek does on that song
1: it, it felt like he had to fill a quota
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah let let down by this one uh the miami
1: to probably be yeah we're gonna have yeah. to bump some of these up so that yeah,
0: that's fine that's fine yeah
1: this next one, I know you love. So before you get into it, I'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, um, go ahead, bro. The, the latest MMG album is actually two years old, 2019. So mm-hmm. you should be getting something from the label soon. But it's mm-hmm. Wow, That's Crazy by Wale. Um, came out the day before my birthday. Wow, look at that. Uh, <laughs> it is a quicker album. It's a more personal album. It's an album that's like more romantic than ever. I wasn't the biggest fan of this. <laughs> I think Love Her Fault with Bryson Tiller is really good. I think On is really good with Jeremiah. I listened to this yesterday again. um he is reaching a point to me on this album that I wasn't like too fond of. I want to say this this is very much an album where you can tell it's someone that's online a lot, <laughs> especially from the intro song Sue Me." Uh, right, it, it it felt like he was replying to people on the internet. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Big on this, but Lee is. So if you fucking enjoy this, you'll you'll enjoy Lee talking about this. I'm gonna let Lee go. This is
0: the Wale album that is S tier. It's this (laughs) one
1: right here. Oh fucking. Yeah,
0: this is the best piece of art that Wale has made to date in his career. Um and again. Like, if you listen to the podcast, you see me in the Discord, you know I've, I fucking love Wale. I, I got some takes regarding Wale. I'm damn near a Wale stan. And this is just Wale fulfilled. I think, like, when I talked about Shine, I said, <clears throat> you know, he just has this voice for what's current and what's going on in music. You see that in this project with the features on here. Like, not a, there are some names that, like, aren't, you know, really huge, big pop names. Guys like, uh, people like Ari Lennox a guy like Westside Boogie, a guy like Black, a guy like Pink Sweats. These are guys who, you know, they do, they're pretty, like Black is successful, Ari is successful. They have their success, but they're not huge chart chop, chart toppers. But Wale is a guy who really has his ear to what's going on in music, and he taps these names, people who I think have a lot of respect for him as an artist, and they give him really, really great features, really great verses, Um the verse that boogie gave him on cliche cliche is to me one of the highlights of this project Ari linux and boogie are just fucking amazing uh bryson teller on love we already talked about that amazing uh little dirk on break my heart it's just like something when you listen to a song like break my heart you think hey let's go get a singer for this i mean to me that like when i hear a song like break my heart i think okay let's go get like a traditional singer yeah,
1: because I wasn't looking at the track list when I was listening to it,
0: and I was like, "Damn, who is this?" Like, pruning on you? Yeah, and you to me, like when I hear that be i I'm like, "Okay, let's go at a singer." And he's like, "No, I'm gonna go get little Dirk," and like little Dirk is really just like laying his heart out passionately about just you know heartbreak and love and shit like that. "Break My Heart" is a song that I really, really love. To me, it's just like the biggest surprise. It was a risky song, and I think it worked. Um, I think, man, because, yeah, like you said, it's a little slimmer. The standard version is only 13 songs, about 45, 46 minutes. And I don't I really don't think there's a skip on here, I think. And it's some of Wally's most important stuff. I think, like I said at the beginning, it's it's him fully realized. Like a song like Sumi, I see a lot in there. Like, it's kind of a guy who understands some of the faults of his past and a guy who's coming to terms with mistakes he made. And shit like that and just gonna say yeah i fucked up back then but i'm gonna put my all into this and make a really good project here and he got a fucking great feature from kelly price two of them on this project shout out to kelly price um yeah this project is really really good i think like i i love the the features like i just said i love what lay on here um i love like the honesty that he's given like <laughs> on a song like 50 in the safe like he says like you know or on the intro, he says, I'll be single forever. I'm a drunk, I'm a demon. Like that self deprecation I talked about earlier, if it feels there. Songs like 15 to save. He touches on like alcoholism on a couple of songs on here that I think is really interesting. I like the way he talks about relationships and mental health. Um, he's a guy who has always, you know, through all the shit that we talk about with Wale, with him being insecure and wilding on people, there's like a lot of like mental health shit in there. And I think he talks about it best on this album. I think the hooks are the best. I think his, you know, uh verse crafting is the best. I think the features are the best. Everything about this album is wale fulfilled. This is this is the wale album. And a lot of people like Feeney said it best in the Discord. A lot of people checked out to Wale, so they didn't hear this. This is the one. This is this is the this is the one from Wale. This is the one. Yeah, this might be our most polarizing oh. Yeah, I mean, cause like where you are with ambition, or I am with wow, that's crazy. They're kind of they're kind of just flipped around. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, I like I don't hate this. I do think. How would you feel
0: about free lunch the EP before this? Do you remember that? Bro, Wale was on a crazy feature run. It was right yeah. when he had signed to Warner. He was still with MMG, I think, but he signed with Warner for like distribution or some shit. And he just went on a crazy fucking run. The Free Lunch EP. Um... That's, that's kind of why this disappointed me a little. That's, that's
1: why. Like, I felt like he was, he was coming so energetic and he halted everything to a complete fucking stop for this. And that might have put a sour taste in my mouth. But even when I re-listened to it this time, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, you said you want it in S, right? It's an Esther. It's the Esther album for me, from Wale.
1: I'll give it to you an S.
0: <laughs> bet. I'm a nice guy, bro. We have so much Wale at the top of this. <laughs> like, it's crazy.
1: He's a, He's, a He's a good rapper.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. what are we? Yeah, because well, we're gonna have to bump some stuff up. So
1: we got three S-tier albums, Deeper Than Rap, Teflon, Don, and Wild That's Crazy.
0: Since you gave me Why That's Crazy, I'll let you put whatever you want for the fourth S-tier. Because <laughs> I know you don't want to do that, so I'll let whatever you want for the fourth tier. Because even I told you in the pre-production, I was, I was thinking of an idea where I I'd pick one just for S-tier and you pick one for S-tier. So yeah. I'll, I'll let you have the, the Why That's Crazy is going to kind of be my S-tier and I'll, I'll let you have, have an S-tier slot. Well, I'm not sure what I think exists. Okay.
1: So the album about nothing and rather you than me is A. Um, We're going to need two more for A. So the B tier ones right now are Ambition, God Forgives, I Don't, Dreams Worth More Than Money. Dreams Worth More Than Money just immediately stands out. Um. Yeah. I would say let's bump the album about nothing up to S. Okay. Okay
0: because I know you like that one, too. But, yeah, we're, we're both fans of it. But I'm going to put Ambition in it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, listen, more A at the top, that's really no issue for me. <laughs> like, that's not a problem for me. Um,
1: so now we got to fill out 2 and A. So we're just going to move the 2 and B
0: to A. Yep. And so now, now B is just blank, right? Yep. Okay.
1: So we can move Championships and Hood Billionaire for sure up there. Um, self-made volume one feels right at c right
0: e, or would you move it to e, b i mean it, i could see it in b like when i did my initial run i think i put it in b but it's a tweener for me like it's right at that borderline so if there's like nothing else i could easily see it in b let's let's move it to b
1: and let's immediately move shine shine and uh the Stally album. Or not Stally. Uh, gunplay? Stally. Yeah. Yeah. And the gunplay album, Living Legend to C. So now we've got Hood Billionaire Championships in Volume One and B. So we got Shine and Living Love in, and Living Legend in C. Um. Hmm. I would say between the gifted wins and losses. Oh fuck you, because I gave you that shit in S. I'm putting Mastermind in B.
0: <laughs> okay, listen, that's fine. And yeah, even like I said, as I re- like we went on to uh to uh, to black market, I was like, yeah, that black market is the worst for us. So yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: So excuse my French, black market. Excuse, two.
0: excuse my friends not going anywhere buddy <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> volume two and three in black market and excuse my friends are all comfortably B. oh and sex playlist so i'd say it's between so we got to pick two of these now dreams and nightmares wins and losses and port of miami too
0: i would say the two i would say the two meeks honestly Port of Miami 2 really just, just didn't do anything for me. Like in Dreams and Nightmares got the intro, like I, and I, you know, I, I think oh. I'd go, I think I'd go with the two weeks. Um
1: because I ran most of the middle of the list, I I'll agree with you. Uh, I do think port of Miami 2 might be better than Dreams and Nightmares, but it's
0: not that much of a difference for me yeah. to sit and fight about it. Yeah, damn so, near in, damn near intro alone. I I don't I don't want to have Dreams and nightmares yeah. and D. Okay. So to break it up for you guys, we've got Deeper they, Than Rap. They're gonna I feel like they gonna they might yell about this. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: definitely gonna yell. We got two Wale albums better than other Ross albums. Deeper yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. It is what it is. I always feel so comfortable and then people hit play and they're like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> This is the fun of it, you know? We do do this competition stuff. This this is why we do it. Um, So we got Deeper Than Rap, Teflon Don. Wow, That's Crazy, and the album about nothing is our s tier, MMG albums. That's a Mount Rushmore right there. Yep. For A tier, we got Rather You Than Me, Ambition, God Forgives I Don't, and Dreams Worth More Than Money. For our B tier, we got Hood Billionaire, Championships, Self-Made Volume 1, and Mastermind. Our C tier, we got Shine, Living Legend, Wins and Losses, Dreams and Nightmares. And then for D, we got the rest, which includes Self-Made Volume 2, Self-Made Volume 3, uh, The Gifted, excuse my French, Sex Playlist, Black Market, and Port of Miami 2. Yeah good episode
0: huh i like that we ran through so ran through a lot um there will definitely we're... there will be discrepancies among the people for sure i don't know how often we're gonna
1: get to talk about ross so i enjoyed that um ross is like i said earlier he's in my personal top five he's one of my favorite rappers ever
0: yeah I, I remember when i came up with the idea like just to tier like a label and when i thought of mmg i was like yeah yeah young is gonna eat this up and I'm gonna eat it up because I got a chance to talk about Wale a lot. So yeah, I got a
1: chance <laughs> to talk about Rick Ross. Yeah, it was three, good for both of us. Different kinds of rappers, and that's the beauty of MMG, you know. Yeah, they got all different types of personalities. We should have got a Meek fan in here, but I don't know. I don't really trust Meek fans. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. That was good. Another week. Yeah. We took a week off, but we'll be back on a on a consistent schedule starting next week. Get some more guests on yeah, some. Actually we might have to talk about next week
1: (laughs) all right well i'm gonna be be out of town but we might record on monday
0: okay yeah 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 either that yeah either that we might do a double feature next weekend to make up for the missed episode last week we'll figure something out um Mm -hmm. yeah thank y'all for tuning in it was a longer one but uh we missed a week so longer one is cool we'll be back next week and y'all got everybody have a good week yep
1: thank you for tuning in rate review give us five stars.